0: Good morning. I am uh, Dan Gibbons. I'm a member of the Board of Governors for the City Club of Chicago, and I'm honored to be moderating our first program of the year, uh, which is going to be a great one. Um, we have Commissioner Jamie Rhee, uh with us today. Um, the Commissioner is one of the most respected, hardworking, and, and honest public servants in the history of the city of Chicago. And i um, and we're excited to hear from her about what's going on at the Department of Aviation and uh, O'Hare and, and Midway. Uh, before we get to the commissioner, I want to take a moment to say Happy New Year on behalf of the City Club to our City Club family. Uh, we can't wait to see you all in person, hopefully soon. Um, without these in-person events, uh, in the meantime, we rely on memberships, on donations and sponsorships. Um 501c3, and we appreciate any donation you can make uh, via our website, so please do so. Um, Speaking of that, we have an impressive list of sponsors for today's program. Um, Please allow me to take a moment and and thank them. Um, We have ABNA of Illinois Incorporated, AECOM, Ardmore Roderick, ComEd, EBM Noitam Dustum Flagship Environmental Design International FH Passion Interra Incorporated J A Watts Incorporated John Wober from Air Brands Montell Technologies LLC Omega Quintyros Prieto Wood and Boyer PA Ricondo and Associates Incorporated, Simpson Dottolo LLC, SQN Associates, and Unison Consulting Inc. The sponsorship and your support helped the Chicago City Club remain the premier nonpartisan public affairs forum since 1903, almost 120 years. Thank you again for that support. And now, today, we are very fortunate to be joined by a strong supporter of the City Club to introduce the Commissioner. She really needs no introduction herself, the great Mayor of the City of Chicago, our friend Mayor Lori Lightfoot.
1: Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. I'm Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Since the beginning of the COVID 19 pandemic, our airports have been at the front lines, facilitating essential travel and the movement of vital goods around the globe. And through it all, Commissioner Jamie Ree has continued to lead the Chicago Department of Aviation with a laser focus on leaving our city better than how she found it. During the over 20 years that I've known Commissioner Ree, I've come to admire her phenomenal leadership and passion for improving Chicago more and more. Whether it be overseeing the multi-billion dollar O'Hare modernization program, making sure our airports have everything they need to enhance the economic vitality of our region, and working closely with myself and CDA staff to extend tens of thousands of job opportunities to all of our communities. Commissioner Ree continues to ensure our airport community and our city as a whole remains equitable, inclusive, and resilient. So, without further ado, it is now my great pleasure to introduce one of our most remarkable public servants, Chicago Department of Aviation Commissioner Jamie Ree. Take it away, Commissioner Ree.
2: Thank you, Mayor, and thank you, everyone. Happy New Year. Um, I just can't overstate my gratitude towards Mayor Lightfoot, whose leadership and clarity of vision has served the city so well. Um, This has obviously been a very challenging time, but Mayor Lightfoot continues to provide steady and sensible guidance to keep this city moving forward. And while we're at it, let me express my appreciation for Dr. Allison Arwadi of the Chicago Department of Public Health, who we've worked so closely with and who has been a vital source of information and reassurance for our entire city. Thank you, Dan and Amanda and the entire team at the City Club of Chicago. Everyone knows what a vital institution this is for the city. But let's take a moment to acknowledge the great links that and the tech savviness that involved to bring us all together today. So thank you. I also want to acknowledge the entire CDA team that I have the privilege of leading. We are 1600 strong from every corner of every neighborhood in this great city. And we take enormous pride in our mission of connecting Chicago to the wider world every day. And of course, we can't fulfill that mission without our tremendous airline partners, our federal and public health partners, our contractors, and the men and women of organized labor, as well as the numerous city departments that support CDA each and every day. Everyone else that makes up our vibrant airport community is very, very special to us. And I can't forget my family. I am blessed to have their love and support. So it's an honor to be with you today and given the incredible and unprecedented nature of 2020 and how Chicago's airports fostered and factored into so many key moments. I'm looking forward to providing a little look behind the scenes as well as a look ahead. So, I don't think I'm overselling it by saying 2020 was an interesting year. CDA's COVID response actually began in December of 2019 when our safety and security team began monitoring a mysteriously and very highly transmissible disease emerging out of the Hubei province of China. But as in the past, with outbreaks ranging from SARS to MERS to Ebola, we were prepared to activate response operations if and when necessary. And by the end of January 2020, O'Hare was one of a handful of U.S. airports chosen to receive passengers returning from COVID hotspots for enhanced screening. Through mid-March, the momentum of the last decade was showing little signs of abating. O'Hare had reclaimed its title as the busiest airport in the world for operations two years running, and Midway continued to be a key hub in Southwest's network and with passenger volumes equal equal to Tampa and San Diego. Those trends were only accelerating in the earliest days of 2020. You probably have a good idea of what happened from there. I'm gonna touch more on the impacts of COVID later, but I'm proud to say that in the midst of all of this, much was accomplished at our airports in 2020. For example, the completion of the O'Hare Modernization Program or the OMP, the total reconfiguration of O'Hare's airfield is on the horizon. OMP transformed the original airfield, part of which dated back to the Douglas Aircraft Plant days into a modern parallel configuration. 17 years of continuous runway construction will be completed once the extension of nine right, 27 left is completed, a project that is well underway. And in November of 2020, we commissioned runway nine center, 27 center. This was exciting not only because it happened with the tremendous support from our federal and our airline partners amid a pandemic, but it was our first new runway commissioning at O'Hare since October of 2015. And in the spirit of the times, it was our first virtual runway commissioning events since, uh, well, ever. Constructing runway nine center created an estimated 2,700 full-time jobs. And over the life of OMP, more than 29,000 construction jobs and 5,000 professional services jobs are estimated to have been generated. At the completion, we will have built four new runways extended two existing runways and constructed two new air traffic control towers and relocated numerous facilities at O'Hare. And this has been taking place in phases and constructed all while operating one of the busiest airfields in the world and depending on the year, the busiest. With the commissioning of runway 9 center, O'Hare now has 8 runways, the most of any commercial airport in the United States. Airlines and travelers have already have already beginning to benefit from this airfield reconfiguration through the reduction of delays. Since the beginning of OMP, national airspace system impact delays attributable to O'Hare, things like late arriving aircraft, weather conditions, airport operations, or heavy traffic volume, have been reduced by 61%. And bad weather in Chicago, who could imagine such a thing? But when all is said and done, this once-in-a-generation airfield reconfiguration project has quite literally paved the way for the redevelopment of our terminals. While O'Hare's entire terminal complex will ultimately be affected, Current construction activities are most visible in Terminal 5. As you can see, we are well into construction. Temporary passenger loading bridges are in place, and excavation of utilities vaults beneath the future extended East Concourse is well underway. Also, structural steel erection began in December in the core area of Terminal 5. The pandemic has enabled Terminal 5 expansion to move forward with added efficiencies as additional spaces were able to be closed for construction as a result of decreased demand in 2020. The expansion will increase Terminal 5 gate capacity by approximately 25%, increase passenger amenity space by approximately 75%, and bring the total number of security checkpoint lanes to 13, as well as provide a reconfigured and more efficient customs and immigration facilities. Upon completion of the new gates, Delta Airlines will relocate to Terminal 5 from its existing location in Terminal 2. The move enables Delta and its Sky Team Alliance partners to consolidate operations within the same terminal and use a new Delta Sky Club lounge. The Terminal 5 expansion is one of the largest terminal projects at O'Hare since Terminal 5 was originally built in the early 90s and is a crucial milestone in the overall O'Hare 21 program. O'Hare 21 is an umbrella term for several significant and concurrent developments. The final stages of the OMP, the Terminal Area Plan, or what we call TAP, near term gate improvements, and our capital improvement projects as well. O'Hare 21 addresses four main needs aging facilities. Terminal 2 looks and feels quite a bit like it did when it drew President of the United States to its dedication, and that was President John F. Kennedy. Efficiency. Combining domestic and international arrivals, the passenger experience, and, of course, demand. The goal is to transform O'Hare into a more efficient 21st century global gateway, elevating the customer experience from curb to gate, and improving operations to ensure growth and international connectivity. This is a big project, and the team is in place. We are very fortunate to have all of our contractors that are state-of-the-art and top-notch working here at O'Hare and share in our mission to make sure that we are doing all that we can to keep O'Hare competitive and the crown jewel of our city. So thank you to all those construction and professional services firms that are part of our family here. At the Department of Aviation, we're not only focused on what we're building, but who we'll be building. Now, those of you who know me have heard me speak before, you know I take procurement very seriously. It's a passion and something I've thought a lot about. Having the ability to develop programs that build capacity and provide opportunity is rewarding work and never more necessary than the current moment. No one knows and appreciates the power of procurement to drive meaningful change, transform communities, provide opportunities and jobs better than Mayor Lightfoot. And her vision of a city that is more equitable and inclusive inspires and guides the work we do each and every day. Since my first days at CDA, I have challenged my team to reimagine how contracts are conceived and awarded at our airports. Now, this process can take some time, but one example I'm particularly proud of is our utilization of the Target Market Program, through which we currently have six contracts totaling more than $250 million earmarked, with many more in development. And I might add that this is the first time that most of these critical airport services are actually being bid out this way. We're working closely with our three construction managers at risk who have been great partners throughout this all. What we call is our CMARS to ensure that the direct scopes and discrete scopes that they're creating throughout the design process, so that we can create opportunities for businesses of all sizes and backgrounds. We're also unbundling packages so that smaller firms have the opportunity to prime with us through small and medium business size initiatives. As an example, of the 20... airport capital improvement projects set to be bid out over the next two years, we expect that half of these will be aimed exclusively and directed at small and mid-sized businesses. So no matter the size of your firm, there are opportunities for you on this program and at both of our airports in both professional services and construction. We are successfully growing capacity and creating a place during a global economic downturn, no less, for small diverse firms for the first time ever to work at our airports on projects both large and small. At the beginning of the year, CDA was poised to build on an aggressive outreach initiative and we hosted an industry day and career fairs that reached nearly 1,000 attendees. Then COVID changed the dynamic, which is why of course we're not enjoying chicken parmit magianos right now. But just as the City Club did, the CDA went virtual to continue to deliver events and support businesses and job seekers, including additional job fairs, safety workshops, and other events, engaging more than 1,200 job seekers throughout 2020. We published a number of resource guides geared toward the fundamentals and complexities of doing business at airports and a three-year buying plan. And we opened up a and Resource Center here at O'Hare which offers assistance and access to information and resource publications, as well as one-on-one customized mentoring based on the individual needs of small and diverse-owned businesses wishing to work at the airport. As Mayor Lightfoot has made clear, we could not and did not allow COVID to derail our commitment to equity and inclusion. In 2020, CDA spent $197 million with certified diverse firms, 33% of our total spend and a $62 million increase over 2019, all in the midst of a pandemic. Airport concessions have also also provided opportunities for small and diverse owned businesses to gain a foothold. And while the final numbers aren't in yet for 2020, we've been trending at capturing the highest ADCDBE participation ever at over 40% at O'Hare and over 57% at Midway. Because this is a uniquely challenging time for our concessionaires, we worked very creatively to develop a concessions relief program to leverage roughly nearly $40 million of our federal CARES Act funds towards providing operational breathing room amid all of the uncertainty. We also collaborated with the Department of Procurement Services on a program to deploy assist agencies to provide technical business support for our diverse businesses impacted by covid I have to add here that I have had the pleasure of working with all of the assist agencies out there, and I can tell you that I don't think that anyone else in the country has the passion and the expertise uh, behind them, uh, besides our assist agencies, that represent nearly thousands of minority and women-owned, veteran-owned, and people with disabilities, and constantly challenging the system and have been great partners throughout um, my career. But the the initiative that we worked on, the Department of Procurement Services, has already produced a number of creative proposals, including a partnership between Chatham Business Association and AAA BNA to host a CMAR university on the south and the west sides to attract and cultivate new entrants to do business at our airports. Also, the WBDC, the Suburban Minority Contractors Association, and Illinois Black Chamber have also enthusiastically embraced this innovative program to help build capacity for small and diverse firms to work at our airports. And while I'm on the topic, and because I know a little bit about the demands of the city's CPO, let me acknowledge Shannon Andrews, who's been both a great friend and a partner in creating opportunities in every neighborhood of this great city. At the CDA, we've been entrusted with the city's most significant projects since a brilliant team of engineers changed the direction of our iconic river. This vote of confidence comes with the expectation that our capital programs be carried out in accordance with all applicable state and federal laws as and also related policies and procedures. To ensure accountability in all that we do, we've developed a four pillar approach. Some of my earliest days as commissioner were focused on helping educate our workforce on these policies and procedures. And with the help and support of the Office of the Inspector General, the Department of Ethics, Law and Human Resources, we were able to uh, work on the code of conduct as well as hire one of the leading experts in the city, Anita Ponder to help us draft this uh, incredible code of conduct. This code of conduct details principles, values and standards to be upheld by everyone working for and with the Department of Aviation. This provides a roadmap to the successful delivery of all of our capital projects with the utmost in confidence in their integrity. And I'm proud to say that all of CDA's employees have been trained on the code of conduct and that we're expanding the virtual trainings to the larger airport community. O'Hare 21 is moving forward and we are confident about the project's success but cognizant of the challenges We have been and will continue working closely with our federal and airline partners to implement this complex project, balancing the need for fast improvements with the requirements of maintaining day-to-day operations for travelers. Now, there is understandably much interest in the design progress of the O'Hare Global Terminal and satellite concourses, and those designers, Studio ORD, SOM, and HNTB have been hard at work. We obviously will need to reconvene in the near future, hint, hint, to talk about all that, and hopefully we'll do it in person. But in the meantime, here's a sneak peek of Studio ORD's preliminary conceptual design for the OGT interior. Pretty cool, right? But as they say, sometimes you've got to leave them wanting more. So moving on and away from the terminals, there's progress being made um, that we've also continued to coordinate with the tollway on the Elgin O'Hare Western Access We've supported the Tollway's EIS reevaluation and continue to work through technical challenges and impacts posed by the project to O'Hare South Airfield and are working on conditions and language to be included in an amended intergovernmental agreement. We are very fortunate to have such great partners at the Tollway and we appreciate the spirit of collaboration that we've been able to establish. 2020 was also a very successful year for capital projects at Midway as well. The Midway Modernization Program, or the MMP, is nearing completion. And includes three signature projects the passenger security checkpoint expansion, terminal parking garage enhancements, and the concessions redevelopment program. We seize the opportunity created by the decrease in passenger traffic due to COVID to rephase the modernization of the main parking garage. This redevelopment project will be complete in the next few weeks. And as with everything else in our lives, the pace of Midway's concession program redevelopment has also been affected by COVID but many new food and beverage offerings and other amenities have come online. The process is moving forward. And if you haven't had a chance to check out the mid concourse restaurants that have replaced the moving walkways, they're beautiful and have been very well received. The construction of Midway's new 80,000 square foot pavilion over Cicero Avenue was recently completed. Be on the lookout for another virtual event here in the near future. This project expands TSA passenger screening function and streamlines operation and enhances the passenger experience while reducing wait times. So that's a look at how we've kept our eye on the future and continue to invest our airports. But let's talk a bit about how the current crisis has been managed. At the onset of the pandemic, we created a strategic operation cell to facilitate coordination between O'Hare, Midway and our critical airport and city partners in order to maintain a common operating picture of COVID challenges, response actions, and mitigation activities. Once it was clear that this was not a passing moment, but something that would be with us for quite some time, we created a COVID Reconstitution Task Force. This task force brings together all airport stakeholders to ensure a consistent and coordinated approach to facilitating the safety and protection of employees and passengers traveling through O'Hare and Midway. The Reconstitution Task Force has established separate committees with different focus areas to problem solve around COVID issues, and much progress has been made. Our highest priority is the safety and well being of the traveling public and the airport community. And we're taking every precaution to keep passengers and employees safe while maintaining normal operations. At peak traffic times in the terminals, employee volunteer ambassadors assist passengers and remind everyone to wear face coverings and encourage social distancing. To support the facilities and customer service teams. To date, our ambassadors have distributed nearly 7,000 complimentary masks. And our dedicated COVID microsite and social media channels helps keep travelers up to date with the latest travel restrictions and what we're doing to keep them safe. We've also worked with our great partners at Choose Chicago to produce, produce videos like these and expand our reach. These videos have been shared with local news outlets and circulated through social media and streaming platforms. Last month, we also established what we believe to be the most comprehensive COVID testing program at any airport system in the country. This was done to provide a resource for both travelers and airport personnel who would like or may need to be tested. Both this PCR test, which is seen as the gold standard for travel purposes and the rapid antigen test, which returns results within 20 minutes are both available. At O'Hara walk-up pre-security testing site in the Bus Shuttle Center is now available, while a drive-up site in the remote parking lot is coming soon. At Midway, a testing walk-up testing site between the CTA station and the terminal is also available. We could not have done any of this without the dedication and professionalism of the airport community, which is comprised of more than 50,000 badged employees across both airports. They are city workers, aviation, police, fire, they're airline employees, pilots, flight attendants, ground crews, and baggage handlers. They're concessionaires and rental car employees. They are our construction contractors and our federal partners at the TSA, FAA, CBP, and the CDC. To acknowledge essential workers around the airports, we launched a social media campaign called the Faces of the Airport with corresponding hashtags. Thank you to you all. We literally could not have done any of this without you. COVID has impacted the demand for air travel globally, with airlines reducing capacity across their entire networks. What you're looking at in these images are planes that were parked on O'Hare's runway 10L this spring, because neither they nor the runway were in service. April 2020 represented the low point for airline capacity, falling to 24% for U.S. airports compared to April of 2019. But ever so slowly, a recovery has begun to emerge. It is important to note that recovery patterns have not been consistent across all airports. And our commitment to our relationship with our three hub airlines has paid off for us this year. Airlines have restored capacity faster at larger hubs like O'Hare and Midway, as they seek to leverage economies of scale and maximize connectivity. As you know, this continues to be a dynamic situation and positive developments are matched with setbacks. The situation in the UK is a good example. There are continue to be travel advisories and restrictions locally, nationally, and around the world. And I'm obviously an airport person, but I can't stress enough the importance of adhering to these public health advisories and recommendations. We are doing our part to ensure a safe environment. And if you must travel, please do so safely. In the meantime, and for that day when all of this is behind us, you will find that Chicago has gained most of its destinations and connectivity back and is rebuilding schedules and passenger activity. This is in no small part to the critical role Chicago plays for the three of the four largest airlines, United and American at O'Hare and Southwest at Midway. Due to the pandemic, many operations have been reduced in 2020, but most previously linked destinations are still being served just at lower frequency levels. The strength of Chicago's air service network was reinforced in November when a study by the airline industry trade association, IATA, found that Chicago's airports continue to be North America's leading g- global gateway to the world and in terms of overall connectivity. Location matters, and Chicago is in a league of its own when compared to other non-coastal cities. In fact, Chicago more closely resembles an international coastal gateway like New York or Los Angeles from an air service perspective. Even with airlines cutting back, Chicago has the third most domestic non-stop destinations, providing ample connections. Airlines see opportunities and are investing in the Chicago market for the long term. Southwest Airlines announced that it intends to expand service to O'Hare starting next month. This new service will be in addition to its midway service, where it represents 93% of all passenger activity. United started service to Tel Aviv and Delhi in 2020 and is expected to start new services to Hong Kong and Kona, Hawaii in 2021. New service to Mexico is available through Viva Aerobus and Volaris. And last spring, Allegiant Air began operating at Midway, providing nonstop service to multiple destinations for the first time. Everyone knows about our strong passenger volumes, but our cargo strength is nothing to be sneezed at, and there's room to grow. In 2019, O'Hare was one of only three U.S. airports that was both a large hub airport and a top cargo volume airport, a distinction that should hold true also in 2020. Our location in the middle of the country combined with a robust business environment enables O'Hare to excel with both passenger and cargo traffic. According to World Business Chicago, 30% of North American consumers are within a one day truck drive of Chicago and 25% of all rail freight passes through Chicago. Our city is the world's third largest intermodal container handler, and we are number one in the Western Hemisphere. O'Hare processes more cargo by value annually than any other US airport more than 200 billion in freight every year. And in the first half of 2020, O'Hare actually processed more cargo by value than any other US port land, sea, or air. Our airports have been instrumental in servicing the region and the nation during the pandemic. O'Hare was already a top global cargo hub before the pandemic, and its leading infrastructure and connections have made O'Hare a primary port for moving the critical supply chain. This includes processing emergency supplies, such as ventilators and PPE, and handling the large boost in e-commerce that traffic that occurred during the pandemic. This despite the loss of over 60% belly cargo capacity in passenger planes that were not flying due to the pandemic. In addition to goods, our airport cargo operations also provide employment opportunities. Approximately 5,000 jobs at O'Hare are related to cargo operation, and these cargo employees have been heroic in helping keep our economy moving during the pandemic. So we've talked location, connectivity, and cargo. Given all of our advantages, it's not a surprise that the global distribution of COVID vaccines would include Chicago. American and United started carrying their first vaccine shipments to and from O'Hare in the beginning of December, a process many airlines have been preparing for since the summer. You're probably familiar, not familiar with this, but Moderna and Pfizer vaccines must be kept below freezing temperatures. Another challenge in the vaccine distribution with which we are assisting airlines and cargo handlers to manage. A single Boeing 777 can carry up to 1 million doses. Ultimately, public health officials and airline executives agree on this much. The widespread availability of a COVID vaccine is key to ending the pandemic and returning to something resembling normal. And we here at the CDA are committed to working with all of our partners to get the vaccines where they are needed. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that resiliency matters. Fortunately, our city and our airports have passed this resiliency test time and time again. Over its history, the aviation industry has been impacted by a range of outside factors and disruptions from terrorist attacks to fuel shortages to well, a global pandemic and the industry has always rebounded. People want to travel and they need to travel and continued long-term growth is a safe bet. The pace of recovery will vary and is not yet certain, but aviation is resilient and Chicago's airports are particularly so. We have a unique position and a role in the country's and the world's transportation infrastructure and that's not gonna change. It will take some time, but we appear to be on the road to recovery. Travel, in my mind, is synonymous with growth, with adventure, even love. So much so that I proposed
0: to my husband, Chaston in an airport terminal. So don't let anybody tell you that O'Hare isn't romantic.
2: Thank you for that, Mayor Pete. So indeed, our airports absolutely can be uh, romantic. Um, And so 2020 was an interesting year, but it ended on a high note. And as the calendar turns, there's reason for optimism and even reasons to reconsider how we think of ourselves. We're not quite sure when they'll arrive, but we truly believe our day's best days are ahead. And again, yes, our airports can be romantic and we're looking forward to inviting the next Secretary of Transportation, back to O'Hare, to celebrate past milestones, but more importantly, to celebrate our future accomplishments. On behalf of mayor lightfoot and the entire cda community it's been an honor to be with you today and i'm looking forward to some questions thanks dan
0: great thank you thank you commissioner you have me excited to travel again cannot wait um where it's speaking of what's your first trip once the dust settles
2: Oh, once the dust settles, I don't know. my. Uh, once the dust settles and we're back uh, to somewhat normal, my daughter is just dying to go to Disneyland or Disney World. Oh,
0: so. <laughs> can't wait for that to happen. I don't
2: know that I am, but uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Good. Well, we look forward to that. Uh, sorting all that, I'm going to get right to it because the questions are coming in. Um, many of them uh, are uh, reference things you, you did reference in the speech, but what I'll try to do is combine a couple of them. And maybe you can expand on on a couple of these points. Um, A number of folks, uh, including John Wober, um, Juan Calaharano, and Hedy Ratner asked about MWBE and participation. Given today's focus uh, or the focus on diversity and inclusion, uh, what changes would you like to see under your administration to encourage equal participation between Latino, African-American, and other minority-owned firms uh, at the management level of upcoming Concession opportunities that specifically referred to concession, but there were a number of questions regarding diversity and inclusion in your um, focus on that.
2: Great. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's it's what I have spent the better part of my career focusing on is coming up with ways and programs to to build capacity um, I said when, when I took this job, now's the time to take all these programs out for a testament and see how we see how we do. Now is the time. We have the project and we have the will and we have a leader at the top, Mayor Lightfoot, that has no less than demanded that we make sure that our city is inclusive and represented in all that we do. So these programs that we've we've actually started and believe me, this is a very long program that we're going to be embarking upon. So there's time. We want to make sure, and while we've started, this is it. We want to make sure that we are capturing as many new entrants as we possibly can, and that's why these assist agencies. And I'll give a heady uh, and and others. You know, uh, Mary Kay Minahan, Beth Thoria, uh Jorge from Hacia, uh, Melinda, as I said, and Malcolm Crawford from the West Side, uh, Reverend Bullock. We we have such an incredible uh, group of very talented, knowledgeable, and passionate assist agencies that I work with every day and that are on the phone with me constantly giving me ideas and telling me the barriers and I think that that's where government excels the most is when you tell us as business owners what is preventing you from doing and taking that next step we know a lot of them and we've addressed a lot of them through transparency and integrity but and and programs but we we want to hear from those folks that that want to be a part of these historic programs at both airports but don't know where to begin, um, and so I would say to those that are out there: If you want to be a part of this program, please. There is room for you, and there is going to be contract types of all sizes, from very, very small, and using some of those small business initiatives. Even we we've had bids going out at O'Hare that are on you know seven hundred thousand dollars in construction. It's unheard of. And when I spent time in procurement, I can tell you that if uh, you know, it's much easier to manage one big contract. But that's not going to achieve what we ultimately need to achieve. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention our three CMARS that have been actively working with us since day one. We've got APP, we've got TPAP, and we've got the Clayco uh, uh, AECOM joint venture that BOA just now at the top African-American joint venture partner has um, joined These are the types of things that we want to continue to see, as well as our program manager here at O'Hare, one of the most diverse that I've ever seen, leading and being at the top to help make decisions. And so what I want to just uh, echo again is that there is room for everybody and there is a program in place to help you get to where you want to be, whether that's priming a job for the first time or being a subcontractor. And I'll touch a little bit, John is a a good friend as well, I'll touch a little bit on, on concessions opportunities. We're going to be issuing uh, new terminal concessions for Terminal 5, adding 350,000 square feet to Terminal 5. We're going to need additional concessions. There will be something coming out in the short term. Prior to the COVID uh, pandemic hitting, we had big plans to do pilot programs to get new entrants for concessions into O'Hare, and we're going to pick that back up. But what we have to do right now is help focus on those folks that are here that are really hurting um, and have been and 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 doing our um, concession relief program was one step in making sure that they survived through with the rest of us. And so we want to, what we want to do is make sure that we're focusing on that future on the uh, present, but not losing sight of future opportunities. So there's going to be plenty of opportunities coming, both in construction, professional services, commodities, and concessions.
0: Great. And and speaking of those um, future opportunities, Cheryl Thomas just asked, uh, what more would you like to see at O'Hare in terms of expansion? I think we understand the plans as they are yeah but but i 'm going to take her question and uh, assume she 's thinking out uh, long term uh, what What do you see even a few years from now or a number of years from now?
2: Well, um you know, make no small plans as dan daniel Burnham said and and O'Hare has that. We have both the first capital program that you know was the fifteen year uh, agreement between our air partners our air carriers and and again a big shout out to all of the airlines that supported that and continue to support it and all the hard work they do we are so lucky to have um, two hub carriers here at o'Hare um, that are both passionate and competitive and um, and are great partners as we roll out the o'Hare 21 but beyond that there's a 30-year plan that gets us all the way to the west and so someday, um, and it, 30 years was, uh, you know, in 2019, didn't seem that far away. It might be a little farther than that. We're going to build responsibly. We're going to be good stewards of the airport resources that we've been entrusted to. And we're going to work step, lockstep with our airline partners and federal partners all the way. But there is certainly room to grow. And we want, and it's so important that we invest in, in our airports now to make sure that we remain competitive for the future against all these other airports out there buying for this business.
0: Great. Uh, And you you seem to be picking off questions as we go. One that I I think you haven't answered. Uh, What is the status of the train connecting the terminals, parking, and rental cars? That was asked by both Ryan Ruskin and Will H. So the train connecting the terminals.
2: Yep. Yep. So, you know, the train is uh, obviously a very important uh, piece of infrastructure to us. Like you said, it's going to connect our terminals one, two, and three, um, and, uh, and and then long-term parking and into our new beautiful multimodal facility that we opened at the end of 2018. Um, what I will tell you is it's going to open when it's safe. It's going to open when it's reliable. Um, we've been working very closely with our contractor to make sure that uh, – you know, we do this as, as expeditiously as possible. And what I can tell you that we've made a substantial progress um, during especially this year uh, with ongoing testing, system integration and the commissioning process. Um, overall mileage on that fleet, because if you've been out to O'Hare, you've seen that train running. The construction's done. We're commissioning it now and we're working out all of the uh, uh ongoing uh, sort of commissioning eight uh, different uh, elements that we have to. And that mileage on that um, fleet has actually increased 220,000 total miles, a ninefold increase over the start of May 2020. So we've been running it like crazy. We're going to continue to do so. Um, And the system stability that we've seen out of that has increased greatly since October. And again, we're going to remain focused on getting that up and running as quickly as we can.
0: Great, and you mentioned uh, the, the western access to O'Hare. Um, do you want to expand on those plans at all? I know you you mentioned a, a rough timeline, but uh, any any more on the plans for true western access and a western terminal facility?
2: Well, we're focused now on what we have, and and again, you saw what we we've got going over at T five. That's going to be the first major infrastructure, adding ten new gates, and again, three hundred fifty thousand square feet, and upgrading that facility which it needs. Um, and so the focus right now for construction is on on Terminal Five, um, with our other elements in design. Um, you know we've we are uh, very fortunate to have great partners over at the Tollway. Um, we've had a lot of discussions back and forth with them. They've been great partners, and a lot of work and progress has been made. And we're going to continue to do that. It is to divert that traffic up in the west and and be able to bypass O'Hare. Um, where you see those bottlenecks created when there's only one way in and one way out of O'Hare, obviously you're going to have bottlenecks. So it is in everybody's best interest, regionally, and in the city, on the west side of the airport, Cook County, DuPage County, to get that done. And we're going to do everything we can to work with our partners to bring that critical project to fruition.
0: Okay. Uh, Peter Korst, a uh, recent question, curious about ways that uh, the commissioner may use data and a- analytics to continuous improvement of the traveler experience and operations. So wondering how you use data and analyze that data to improve the passenger experience.
2: Well, we always are doing surveys. We want to know what people are thinking and what they're feeling. And obviously, the uh, COVID has really changed the way people uh, perceive uh, travel and the way that they what, what amenities they want and how they want them. Um, and so we, we actually are, uh, and I sit on the U.S. Policy Council for ACI, uh, which is a trade organization representing airports. And uh, this is something that we, you know, at least three times a week, I'm on the phone with other airports directors um, and ACI getting information and data um, to, to really look at how, how the trends of what's happening. Um, and while every airport is unique, um, and so we never lose sight of our own passengers here, um, and have several different uh, surveys going at any given time on customer service and amenities they want to see. Um, I think that larger uh, that larger group of airports, uh, the large hubs across this country, um, they've got spectacular, talented individuals at the top and ACI does an incredible job of organizing this information for us to get this to us so that we're able to make real-time decisions, as well as work with our federal partners at CBP and TSA also impacted. We're very fortunate, again, to have um, some of the most talented individuals working in the federal agencies here at O'Hare and, and the FAA as well. So data and 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 uh, customer feedback is, is critical to how we guide um, the future of, of, of both of our airports.
0: Okay. Uh, Margaret Smith is asking, how have you worked with the airlines during the pandemic? Um,
2: We're working with the airlines the same way we always have. Um, From day one, I've, I, again, I will, you know, I am very fortunate to have a a group of talented, passionate people here at O'Hare that are, that are smart. They, they are, um, they're engaged and we communicate with them every day, every day. Um, And our teams work very closely with them. Um, You know, that sharing of information is critical to make sure that everybody is on um, the same page because the, the situation is fluid and it's dynamic. Um, and so we want to make sure that we're all acting with the same information, which is why that reconstitution task force um, was something that was very near, dear to my heart. Um, uh, kudos to our first deputy, Andrew Velasquez, which many of you may know, he's leading that effort and comes with an emergency background and security background, but looking at it from a larger picture between the two airports of how do we, uh, how do we harness the resources and the talent um, with all of our federal partners, our concessionaires, our cargo partners, our airlines, everybody is a security safety health everybody is a part of this reconstitution task force and that has been a tremendous asset for our airport as we continue to uh, you know um go through this pandemic
0: great there are a number of questions and i know you addressed a lot of this in your speech but maybe you can specifically explain um the best route for people everyone's looking to get involved you know whether it's a a concession or a or a contract or Construction, um, IT, uh, I see technology, food, beverage, um, a number. I'm I'm combining a whole number of questions uh, to just ask if you could maybe walk through the best way for folks, you know, to get involved in 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 and put themselves into the mix at either O'Hare or Midway or both.
2: So a couple things. I mean, obviously, our website, Fly Chicago. You should go to that. We have. A ton of information up there um, of the books that we've written. One of the first things I did when I, we got here was start writing books on how to do business with aviation. We even went worked with our CMRs on how to do business with that alternative delivery method, because it's not a traditional method that the city is used to and our, our contractors. So we wanted to get out ahead of that. Um, you know, looking at the buying plan three years out, getting ready. Um, if you needed to get certified, if you need to expand your NAICS codes, whatever that might be, you um, there's information and links on that website. Um, We also, once things return to normal, we opened up a resource center. Very important to me that we have a bid and resource center here where people can come in and say, I need some help and I want to know how to fill these forms out or where do I get these uh, publications or can somebody just sit and walk me through the process. That is something that we offer, those concierge services. And dare I say, because I've had the pleasure of working in government for a long time and have met many, many, many of uh, the folks that are on um, the, on the screen today, sharing this uh, program with us, email me. I am always available. Um, I, you know, uh, pride myself on being accessible and I mean that. So if there's anyone out there that doesn't know where to start, email me. Um, my email is my name at cityofchicago.org and I'm happy to get you to the right place and um, make those connections because that's what it's all about. And and I have been blessed to have been a public servant for, A lot of years and really have um, learned how to work and navigate in the city and so if there's anything that i can personally do to help uh, get people to the right place i want to make sure people know that we are open for business and that there is a place for every and each and every person that wants to do business out here that is looking for a job or that is looking for um a a contract opportunity or just wants to have a connection made that is things that we can do
0: that's that's great And, and that offer i'm sure will be appreciated by so many um, who are looking to just continue your work in bettering both airports? Um, we have just a couple more minutes and, and still a number of questions. Uh, curious about ways, this comes from Peter Korst. Curious about ways that Commissioner May use. Oh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> excuse me, from Tom Katarik. Uh, what would you like to see from Congress in the new administration to keep O'Hare and Midway growing and competitive? So, what, would you, what are you looking for from Congress?
2: So one of the things that I've pushed really hard on and, and you know, and, and I thought we were close last year uh, was an increase in the passenger facility charge. Um, you know, that has not been increased in nearly 20 years. It's at 450. Um, it takes a lot to maintain common areas within the airports and and to have a, a dedicated revenue source um, through the PFCs, if there were just a modest increase, would allow would allow O'Hare the flexibility in Midway and a lot of other airports. There's a lot of infrastructure needs out there that need to be met, um, and very limited resources. And so, what I would what I would ask is for support on increasing that passenger facility charge. Um, the other sideline of that is I think that um, from a federal level, and and I've had a lot of conversations with our uh, chief procurement officer, and I know the mayor is a uh, is very. Um, uh, interested in, in, in seeing how do we develop the DBE program? I think those size standards need to be reviewed at a federal level through the SBA. I think the personal net worth needs to be looked at. Um, the only thing I would, my, my fear is I do not want to federalize the PFCs because city, the city of Chicago has probably one of the more robust capacity building and diverse business programs, affirmative action in the country with, with, more access and entrance for people to come in and actually get their start in government, which is what government should be facilitating. And so while I am very supportive of an uh, increase in the PFCs, I would resist making them federal money where our DBE program applies so that we're not able to use those local hiring programs, our target market programs, for example, um, or break it up into small business and, and allow you know uh, similarly sized uh, companies to bid against each other. That um, I would resist, but I do think that that is something that um, I'm hope that this new Congress, as it comes in, will um, certainly consider that increase in the PFC.
0: Great. There's, and there's- I would
2: like to just thank Tom and the entire civic committee. They've, they've done an amazing job um, of supporting us throughout the year. So thank you to, to, for all the support.
0: Very good. And I think our final question, maybe one more. Um can you talk for a minute about Southwest's expansion into O'Hare and, sure. how, I mean, and how that's going?
2: Sure. Well, we're very excited. And I think that that signals how um, competitive um, Chicago is. Uh, Southwest has been an incredible partner at, at, at Midway, and, um, and we are really looking forward to them coming um, to O'Hare. Uh, to start service. Um, you know, running service out of two airports is not unique to Chicago. It's it's done in other places, and they're very different markets. Um, but what we would just say is we, we appreciate the partnership that we've had with our airlines and really look forward to them um, uh, oper- operating next month.
0: Okay. We have... Uh- host of other questions, but unfortunately, no more time. Uh, as the commissioner said, you got to leave them wanting more. So you gonna, wanna, and I'll be back.
2: I want you to invite me back,
0: Dan. Well, we do want to invite you back. And before I do that, I will um, virtually present you with yet another, I think this makes five, maybe potentially a six-pack of the City Club mugs and a, a year-long membership. Um, we We'd love to have you back and we hope uh, you'll come back when you can show us even more of those great drawings and more needed and all sorts of great things that you're doing. The results of all the hard work that you and your team has put in, especially during this incredibly difficult year. Um, so thank you for your time here. Thank you for your dedication to Chicago over so many years. Uh, your integrity is impeccable and your your the everything you've put together over so many years is coming to fruition. It's great to see and hear about it today. Thank you. And thank you to to your entire staff at CDA. Uh, we hope to see you soon. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks, Commissioner.
2: Thank you. Happy New Year.